Hi, I'm Shay. And I'm David. And you're listening to Board on the Air on CFCR, where we talk about board games and board game related topics. On tonight's show, we will be discussing what we've been playing and the news. And for our main topic tonight, we're going to talk about the best way to store your board games. Yes. Right or wrong. Right or wrong. Horizontal or vertical. Exactly. Calyx or bookshelf. I mean, yeah. Calyx is the classic, though. The classic. But we'll, we'll get to that as, okay. as we get... We, we don't want to spoil we, anything. We don't want to spoil it. This is a very, very important discussion. Yes, this, this is the probably peak. the peak of seriousness of board gaming. Exactly. But let's let's start with what we've been playing. And since you started last week, yep. maybe I'll give it a shot tonight. Okay. Perfect. I, so I, I'm riveted. I'm sure you are, um, considering you usually have to explain all the rules of the games that I mention. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm, I'm here for you. I'm here Thank to you. support I'm, you. I'm so glad somebody has memory of all of these games. So the one I'm going to talk about tonight is Imhotep. Yes. So Imhotep is, would you call it a worker placement style, kind of? Yeah. It's almost, it, I, I feel like I describe it as a take on worker placement. Yeah, I would say so where your blocks are your workers. Yeah, so you're, you have a bunch of blocks and those blocks get put on boats. Yep. Now, unlike a worker placement where, you know, you put it on the, on the spot and then you take an action right away, what you're actually doing is putting the boat out and then you don't get to take an action until somebody or yourself moves the boat. To the action space. Yeah, and those boats can't be moved unless you have a special card, or if it's full I think or it's within full, one. Yeah, it has to have at least it has to have one less than what the the amount the full Before amount is. Before you can ship it. Exactly, and then whoever wants to can ship it. You yeah. can ship it even if you don't have your guys yeah, on there. You do not have to have anything to do with that boat. Yeah, and you can move people to the wrong thing and screw me over. Yeah, that happened in that game. It was great. In the last it was round, fantastic, costing me the game. It was so funny. But I am over it. I'm sure Trust you are. Trust me. It, it it was a really good game though. I thought it was a neat concept, and I gotta say, I was a huge fan of the blocks. You know, these aren't itty bitty little cubes, right? Like these are full size, like two centimeter cubes. Yeah, these cubes are twice the size of a normal oh, game times. cube. Three and times the size. We talked about this game on our component video or component uh, yeah. podcast. And yeah, I love the cubes in They're this game. so good. I, I spent a lot of time just stacking them into different formations. It was yeah. wonderful. It was a yeah. great, great uh fiddly bit that you had for sure and then there's you know there's four different areas you can ship your board to, or your boats to five five different areas you can ship your market, boat to market pier. And, and then there, there is five there's, yeah, a b yeah. c and d right yeah. yeah so there's a bunch of different places you can ship to and on each of them you have different actions so stuff like buying things or my favorite one, the one where you stack them in four and then you put a little floor on top of them and then you stack on top of that and you put a floor on top of that. It's wonderful. I love it, it. It's a very tactile game yeah. where how you're putting your blocks out matters. Yeah. How, how they're on the boat matters because mm -hmm. you're unloading the boat from front to back unless you take a special card or play a special card that allows you to unload it in whatever order you want to. Yeah. Because how they get put on those cards really varies on how many points you're going to get. Yeah, and especially like the the one I can think of where order of getting off the boat really matters was that one where you had the numbers. The I racetrack. The racetrack. So yeah. you have numbers on there. You flip four. Oh, it wasn't actually the racetrack. It was the other one where you have the little tiles and you oh, have to pick one yes. of those tiles. Right, right, right. So these tiles have numbers on them. There's like four. Uh, and you 
go put your guy out and you have to pick one of those numbers to put it on. And it's a grid with all these numbers on it in order. And you get points based on your tiles that are next to each other in rows and columns and stuff like that. Uh, So you're trying to get there early enough to get the number that you want so that you're right beside each other. Because if they aren't, you don't really get any points. Yeah. And, And, you know, there's lots of variability to this game. Uh, there's four places you can go, but each of those four places, I think, has four different they, spots. Yeah, this because is just we have the one the I played. Yeah, yeah, I did like the fact that you can switch up. I mean, you know I'm a sucker for a game where you can switch up how the game is played between yeah. each one. Variability is awesome, it, right? It really increases the replayability of a game, and so I love it when they put it in there. And nobody can go into a game and say, I'm playing this strategy. Exactly. Right? You never get stuck into one. Yeah. One, one little rut. And I, I think my favorite part of the game was how tactile it was. Like, I, I am a fiddler. I love any game where there's a component I can touch and just play with and put it places and stack on top of things. Wonderful. Well, and it's, you know, you're building pyramids. You're building mm-hmm. ancient Egypt stuff. Yeah. And the blocks and everything really played into the the theme of the game. Yeah. And, right? you know, they played into the theme even without being super thematic themselves. It was, it was quite fun. Yeah. The only th- trouble I had with it right off the bat is that you have a, a spot that you can take blocks from. Basically a quarry, I think is what yeah, they call it. Yeah, it's your quarry and you can hold up to five there. Yeah, and that's where you build from. I started by building out of my giant pile of blocks. Yeah, uh, which everybody does. No, no, no. I mean, like, even uh, when no, I wasn't I supposed to. I know. Yeah. I do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, everybody starts with that. It was something I realized I was doing about two turns in, and I was like, whoops. That's it's sort of like when I, <laughs> when I play Stone Age, and in the first round, I have all, all 10 of my workers. Ah, yes. <laughs> I love worker placements where suddenly you have more than you think you should have had. Yes. Uh, yeah, so Emotep, uh, lightweight game. Mm-hmm. Anybody can play this oh, one. Oh, yeah. And anybody can have fun at this game. There, it, there is depth to it. Oh, yeah. It, w- it was great. It was gorgeous. And I agree. It was actually a really easy teach. Like, I I, I got it pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, game I'm going to talk about is called Crypt. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one that was on Kickstarter may, uh, quite a few years back. It's a little tiny box game. And you have cards out and you're putting dice on them to win those cards. Uh, you set a value on your dice and that's how much you're, you're paying or that's, that's how much strength you're using. And then when you get the, if you win the card, you roll the die. And if you roll higher than the value you've put on that dice, he comes back to you. If you roll lower, he's exhausted and goes into the box. Hmm. And then you have to spend a turn to get those dice back. And they're all really nice color weighted dice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just a quick game. Like it's, you know, the th- we played three player. I think it plays up to four. And it's a lot of luck based. Yeah. But it's fun. It sounds similar. Not the same, but similar to roll for it. A, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It, it's just, you know, each, there's four different color cards and they all give you a different ability. Okay. Uh, so you want specific cards that some give you points, some give you the ability to take an extra turn, that type of stuff. So they all have different powers to them. And it's really neat how, you know, it was me, your brother, and your mom. Mm-hmm. So your brother sat there and fought with me, and I fought with him. Of course. And, and then, then mom your mom came destroyed by and us. beat all of you. Yeah. yeah. Like she had a stack of, I think one of me and Jordan had played it two-player. And so the first game we played a three-player 
one of us won. I forget which one. And then your mom uh, gronked it and destroyed us the next game because she had like 20 cards. Because, it, you know, based on last week's turn order really factored into this game because each person had a different ability depending on where you were in that turn order. Ooh. And yeah, it's... There's a lot going on in this game, but it's very light and very easy to learn. It sounds more complex than most small box games. Yeah. There's just some some guts to it, right? Yeah. It's not that it's complicated. It's just there is more to it, right? Yeah. That's, so. that's good from a small box game, though. I don't think you should be limited by the size of your box as to what you could put in your game. Well, no. And that's like uh, Scott Alms is showing that with his tiny epic series, right? Yeah. He's got a hundred games, it seems like. Yeah. And he keeps releasing more. I think Tiny Epic Dinosaurs was just on Kickstarter. I haven't not played too long any ago. of those games yet. You didn't play Quest? No. Okay, we own Tiny Epic Quest. Okay, I need to play it. Which is Zelda. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm into that. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a fun little game. Uh we'll, we maybe have to take it out to the lake. Yes. And you please. can try it. Okay. You're listening to The Board on the Air on CFCR. I'm David. And I'm Shay. And we are going to get to the hypothetical award-winning news. Yes. He keeps claiming this. I'm not one to crush his dreams. Nobody tell him. Okay. A couple of ones that uh, are interesting and one that sort of isn't. Uh, Marvel United. Uh, This is a... Mm -hmm. Come on, or Simon game, big box, Kickstarter, a uh, hundred different extras with a million different characters. The base game is being released through Walmart. What? Yeah. So Marvel United isn't going to ship to backers till next year sometime. Mm-hmm. The base game was released in Walmart last week. Uh, there are a lot of very upset kickstart backers <laughs> i can imagine like wh- it, I it, guess it's it... just the base game so it's like seven characters where the kickstarters are getting a lot more yeah right but like it's gonna feel out of date by the time they get it well when they get it people are have will have played it right yeah. you know you're not getting that fresh this is my game. This the, is the something more exciting I did special part of, to get. Like, the exciting part of Kickstarter is if you can get it first and, and, and have, like, this awesome parts, you know, awesome parts in it. And then the retail version comes out and you get, you know, the basic game. But you might have already played the Kickstarter version that your friend has, yep. right? Like, it, it, it seems a little uh, rude to it, put it into Walmart. Not even, like, a game shop, right? Like, Walmart. Well, and, and I think the other big part of it is nobody really knew this was happening. I don't think uh, mm-hmm. from, from from the forums that I was reading. But that's one piece. Uh, next piece is Reiner Knesia has a game on Kickstarter called Whale Riders. And this is loosely based on his two-player game, Lost Cities. Uh, and this, it's basically, there's five colors. You're putting cards out. But if I put a four out, I can no longer put a three or a two in that area. Okay. Right? And, and this is similar where you're moving down a track, but you can't go back on that track. Uh, it looks nice. Uh, it's Reiner Knizia. It's your so favorite. It'll be solid. <laughs> I don't play a lot of his stuff, but some, the stuff that I have played is solid, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a good designer. Yeah, he, he puts out, you know, he struggles maybe once, two games a month. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, last piece of news. More details on a little game called Pandemic Legacy Z Season, Season Zero. Zero. Perfect. I was wondering when they were going to put more information out on it. Okay, so this is what I read. It is set in 1962 at the uh, beginning of the Cold War. Okay. Uh, you are trying to stop the Russians from producing Project Medusa. Okay. You are all beginning doctors that have been connected or been recruited by the CIA to battle this project, and you're fighting Russian spies. Hmm. So it's sort of a... They call it a spy thriller, is what they call it in the article. It sounded neat. It actually... That is... You know, that's a neat concept. I w when you, as soon as you said it's set in this date... That immediately, you know, you know, it's interesting because the, at least of season one, is not set in a date. No. It's not even set in a theme. You're just playing the game and they're like, here's this new disease. Yeah. And now, uh, and as you go along, it's like, it's getting stronger. So it, it, it's neat to have like an actual concept. It's almost like more of a theme to a game that otherwise really doesn't have much of a theme to it. Yeah. Like it's, it's. They're popular. The yeah. legacy games have been popular. They really started the genre. Uh, the, well, yep. Risk Legacy is one that was really the first, but Pandemic made it popular. Pandemic made it big, yeah. right? They they probably brought that game out of retirement, basically, because everybody, I think, at that point was kind of done with it. Yeah. It's a great game, but I think everybody had played it a lot, right? Yeah, and, you know, the the look of this has that, 60s feel Love to it, it. Uh, if you've seen twilight struggle it's got a very yeah. similar feel and that's and that's based on cold war as well yeah do you think cold war themes overdone though i mean every movie has done cold war russians versus americans yeah it's you know i'm it's almost like you're going retro with this theme now i think the thing with pandemic that they're doing properly is they're like okay let's get as far away from 2020 as possible yeah <laughs> well it's it's they don't want to beat the virus right they don't yeah. want to like that theme of this virus hit too close to home i think people are kind of it, it is going to be hard for people to be like oh you know what i really want to play after um six months in quarantine yeah. mm, let's beat a virus exactly and, and i don't know if this is something that changed last minute yeah or if it's just lucky it's just they got <laughs> lucky uh i suspect they just got lucky uh, yeah i don't think i don't think they could have made a change that quick yeah. Considering they'd have to make all new designs. Exactly. Right? And people had played pre pre, pre or preview copies right, and yeah. they knew about it. I, and I think this game's gonna be good. Season one legacy's great. Um I can't wait to play more of it. Obviously I'm waiting because it's it is again a little too close to home right now. Like yeah. it's it's really good. I just am like, I'm already dealing with this right now. Exactly. Um, when you see something every day, you don't want to see it when you go exactly. home. Exactly. But I like a spy thriller legacy game because a lot of them seem to be based off of like kingdoms yeah and it would be fun i think that's an uncharted territory in board games yeah i i don't think anything's uncharted in board games no, anymore but like you know the only ones i can think of that are really like cold war or war based is like risk yeah right and yeah. It, it's not really a board game yeah exactly <laughs> okay you are still listening to board on the air and we are still on cfcr and we are moving into our main topic. Main 
topic. Hard hitting. Yes. Big, big news. This is like uh, journalism at its finest. It truly is. Like, I put a lot of effort into this. I I, I know. And Shay did make notes on this topic. So I'm going to read them through to you guys. And Dave, feel free to chime in with your thoughts. I really want your guys' input on this if anybody has things they want to add. The way I thought I'd go through this is starting at the most obvious. Yes. Like the most obvious way to store your board games. Um, and by storing, we mean where do you put them in you your house? Where do you put the board games in your house? And, and then and on what? Yeah, and on what? And also, what happens when you start to get too many board games for your current storage? That's hitting a little too close to home. I know. I know. We're, I, I took a lot of these ideas from what's currently happening in our house. <laughs> all right so let's get into number one we've already teased it it's the calyx calyx Uh, you see this on every board game go through any board gamers instagram youtube channel facebook page um do people put it on linkedin i don't know but if you go on there you will see the background is a calyx with board games stacked in it so these are the ikea shelves 12 by 12 cube shelves yep uh bunch of people make knockoffs of these yep but in the board game community they're known as calyxes yeah it, it that's is, what ikea calls them yeah it's the ikea version of it and it's just board gamers are like it's square it's cubed it fits board game boxes perfectly yeah and probably the most popular is the four by four yeah because right? then you can stack them on top of each other as well yeah and black and black. definitely black yeah because you I, have to have the black to show off the colors of the board games exactly so that's the obvious one. Yeah. And the and one... The nice thing about the Calyxes is they, a standard size of board games boxes is 12 by 12. Mm-hmm. So they all fit in there. You can put them vertically or, or you can put them horizontally. It, it's true. Like they're designed perfectly for these board games. And if you turn them sideways, they fill the square perfectly. Yeah. yeah. It's it, wonderful. It looks nice. It, it's a great way to display your board games. I think that's probably the reason why YouTubers have gone to it because it makes a good background. It does. Right? It really does. And uh, they also display your games so you know what you have, yep. which is helpful. For sure. All hey, right. Number two. Number two. So this is where, you know, if you didn't start with a Calyx or you don't want to spend that, what do you do when you first start getting board games? This is what we did. We went to a bookshelf. Yep. My theory is who reads anymore, right? You don't need those books. Yeah, books are overrated. Books are overrated, so just get rid of them. <laughs> Your bookshelves, I guarantee you, will fit these board games almost as well as a Calyx. Obviously, they don't have the nice segmented. They're not maybe long enough, but they actually store them pretty well. We yep. have this one big bookshelf that's just full of board games. Um, I don't know if we have it on our Instagram yet. But I, I don't think I have taken we, a we shelfie. We should put a shelfie on there. Yeah. But it's wonderful. It's a very nice bookshelf that's just full of not books. <laughs> yeah. So basically, when we started, it was all full of books. Yeah. And then we took two shelves of books out. Yep. And put board games. And put board games in. And then we took the rest of shelves of books out. And then we just kept adding shelf by shelf yeah. <laughs> by shelf. And then we added an additional shelf, which is sort of a knockoff calyx. Yeah, we did get... That's when we moved to the square shelf. Yeah. And... Yeah, it's it just a grows, book, right? A bookshelf works, it, and, and you, you know see people that use them. Jordan Jordan's bookshelf in his room yep. also has board games on it. Yeah, he started to do the same thing. He's yep. taken off a couple of rows of books. Yep, and now it's shelf or it's board games in there. Yeah, ditch the books. Yep, put board games in it. Yeah. All right, so now you've grown past the bookshelf, and you've probably gotten a calyx, so you have those things. You're getting more games. You don't want to get rid of any of the ones on those yet. Where do you go from there? My first choice: a coffee table. We use this at home. 
Yeah. Obviously, this is actually what I'd say is where a lot of our new games go. It, to it's, begin with. it's sort of like that uh, display case. Yeah. You get a new game. I'm going to set it on there so I can look at it. Because it's yep. right across from where I work. Yes, yeah, so you can just so stare at it. So I can stare it. at it and say, and, ooh, I want to play that one. And it has a dual feature. If you're not like us and store literally everything on that coffee table, you can also use it as a display for the game. You can set the game out and look ooh. at the game. Because you know people who do that with Gloomhaven, right? Yep. They have it set up on their table. Obviously, you need a very big coffee table if you're going to do Gloomhaven. Yes. However, you could, in theory, do that with your games. Yep. And I do like the look of games stacked on top of each other. Like It's, it's a very nice look. Yeah, I, the one thing with a coffee table and also with yep. uh, a bookshelf is you are really limited to vertical storage on a bookshelf and horizontal on yes, a coffee table. they definitely fit the one way. Yeah. Um, and horizontal on a coffee table is very important because you don't have anything smushing them on either side. Yeah. So you, you don't want the lid to fall off. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. So definitely horizontal. But coffee table is nice. Yeah. Fills them up. It's what we use our coffee table for. Like, who would use it for coffee anyway? Yeah. Like, you, you don't need it. It's flat. It's great. Use your yeah. coffee table. Who, who puts their coffee down? Like, who puts your coffee down? Who bothers with those fancy candles and stuff? Just get rid of it. Yes. Okay, so now you've moved past that. Where where, where do we go? Obviously, I, I want to put them in storage, right? Yeah. Um, I'd say our next step was probably on the floor. Yes. Yeah, because, <laughs> like, really, do you need to walk? You don't need to walk. Yeah. And, like... If you trip on them, it just reminds you, you need to play the game, yeah. right? Like, it's obviously been there for too long. You need to play it. Yeah, and and the more games, the higher the stack it gets, the more that you've yeah. been you, And then you, you feel it. like you're swimming in a pile of gold, right? You're yeah. Scrooge McDuck, or whatever yeah. his name is. That, you nailed it. <laughs> yes! <laughs> you're swimming through your pile of board games. Yes. It's wonderful. It is. So don't knock the floor. The, Be careful the, with it. Yeah, you want a vacuum before you Definitely, put it Definitely, because the, you won't remember too later. Yes. <laughs> you want a vacuum. <laughs> And make sure you don't put it on anything where there could be water. That's terrible. Yes, don't do that. Yes, you want to find a nice dry spot of Carpet floor. works really well. Yeah. I yeah, love carpet. It's, it's quiet too. Yeah, right? exactly. And you don't scratch anything. Yeah. So floor. My next one, we're getting a little out there now. This okay. is like we've moved past having floor space. And we're now just trying to find places to put it. Uh, my argument would be for the kitchen cupboard. I mean, they're up, up shelves. You know, yeah. it's already a bookshelf. You need to spring clean anyway. Get rid of those dishes. Kick well, your kids out. You only get rid of the dishes. ever need one dish per person. Exactly. So you yeah. just get rid of the extra ones. Those mugs you have, you don't need them. Yeah. Get rid of them. A anything more than that and it's hoarding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they just put your extra board games yeah. there. It's great. I think it's the way to go. Anti-slip mats. They're not going to fall out. Perfect. You can even close the door on them so people don't think you're crazy when you come there. Yeah. I'd say like bookshelves, you're limited to vertical storage. Yes. But that's not terrible. No. Because, you know, you open it up and you can just pick from your list well, it's, of games. it's like pulling spices out exactly yeah yeah what do i want to spice my board game day up with yeah. next okay again we're moving on we're staying in the kitchen and and you know as a uh you know uh, just a side note we have not gone past we the have floor not gone past the floor yet. Yeah. yet 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 so we're staying in the kitchen okay pantry pantry right you you were on that diet you don't want that extra space for snack food so yeah. put your board games in the pantry. You won't have space for snacks. It's a two-way street. Like you're you're getting extra stuff out of it. This is this is like I hope people are taking notes. This is this true is advice. Gold. Honestly, I am giving truth here. I am serving it up on a platter. Okay. You like it? You like I, the pantry? I, I, I like the pantry. It's great. I think They're we big. should do this at home. A lot of them are walk-ins. 
Yeah, exactly. Ours is not. Yeah. And it would be very hard to reach. But if you have a great pantry, fill it with board games. It's yeah. awesome. A lot of them have doors too. Same thing. You can cover it. Yeah. <laughs> Hide your hoarding. Yes. Sticking on that route of things you don't need. Shoe racks, right? A lot of nice shoe racks. Again, they're storage shelves. They keep the board games off the floor. So if you're in an area you're worried it'll get wet, you keep them up. Board games are, 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 cost less than shoes most of the time. <laughs> unless, yeah. you're, unless you're Gloomhaven. Unless you're pulling from Kickstarter, you can usually get less. Less. They don't store as much. But, you know, as a handy little, maybe like your, your display in the beginning of your house. Yeah. You put them well, on the shoe shelves. When somebody comes in, you want to announce what they're coming in. Exactly. So you show right? them your favorite games. Yeah. Right on the shoe shelf. Don't bother with the shoes. Shoe, the board game you shelf. You can only wear one pair of shoes. Exactly. And you Again, really have you to take them off. You don't need more. Yeah. That's all you need. All right. Next. We're, we're really getting, we're really stretching here. Yeah. But you, I think you this really is. really thought this I through. I have really thought this through. Okay. Next. So now we, we've filled up the kitchen. We've filled up the living room, the front entrance. Where next? The bedroom. The best cuddle partner you can ask for is board games <laughs> in your bed. <laughs> hey, I'm serious. <laughs> it was a serious show. There is nothing more warm that, or warm than a nice, hard <laughs> box jabbing Listen, into your ribs as you roll a over. Nice Firm cuddle partner, <laughs> yeah. or even a pillow if you really want. Like, you know that you want that firm pillow. Yeah, like if you were a side sleeper and you want that firm pillow. And Gloomhaven, that box is about the size of a queen pillow. It, it is, and you can learn the rules through osmosis. <laughs> That's definitely how it works. Yes. And it keeps your board games nice and toasty warm. Exactly. Yeah, it's just good for them. Now, spring cleaning again, your dresser or your closet. What a wonderful place to store your extra board games. You don't need those clothes. Get rid of them. It, Pack your board games in. They slide nicely. You've got that horizontal storage. And in the drawers, you can pull it out and be like, oh. Yeah, it's like treasure. Exactly. It's wonderful. In a, in a closet, you can put another calyx in there and just store them. And then you can slide the door open. Nobody wears dress clothes anymore. Exactly. We you don't can't need go it. out. Yeah, it's, there you go. You just fill your storage up with board games. Right. So now we're moving back to the living room. This, is, this I know is going to hurt a couple people. But hear me out. Screens. They're killing your eyes. They're rotting your brains. You don't need them. So that TV cabinet that you have, get rid of the flat screen. Okay. And just stack them to the ceiling on your TV cabinet. A lot of them have shelves in them too. So you just fill up so everything. get rid of any movies or any video movies, games. Any movies, video games, consoles. Who needs them? Yeah. Just take, get rid of TV, consoles, all of those things. Stack them. And then it's just a, a homemade it's board like game a fort. unit. Like, yeah. you just make a fort of board games. I like it. Right? And you're saving your eyes and your brain. Board games are and better for you. And your cats like climbing, so what's better? And they definitely won't knock the board games off Never. of the TV cabinet. Never. It, wonderful. Again, another good display area. Okay. Can you imagine, like, our TV cabinet has a fireplace in it, right? Fireplace stacked with board games. <laughs> it's wonderful. Okay. So those are my top 10 ideas. Those are your top 10 ideas I, on how yeah. to complete your collection. You know, as, as you get more games, you got to find space for them. Those are my top 10 ideas until you finally reach the peak, which is getting rid of the TV so you can have your board games. Yeah. You probably can't afford the flat screen by the time you have that many board games as exactly. well. Exactly. So. And as I've told people, if you want your children to not get into anything bad or have money for alcohol and that type of stuff, Get, get them into board games. games. Yeah. They will never spend a dime exactly. on anything less. And after you've done all these 10 steps, you will have the perfect board game storage solution. 
Did you, did you like it? I put a lot of effort I, into that. You know what? This this is probably, as I say, the cutting edge of our journalism at this point. Perfect. Shay has nailed how to complete your collection, uh, which is a follow-up from a couple of weeks ago of being a completionist. Exactly. Right? And I should get a Pulitzer Prize for this. Maybe you have to write it down then. I, I will look into it. Perfect. I hope you guys appreciated that. Please take at least the first three to heart. <laughs> okay, we got about a minute left of the show. Yeah. Vertical or horizontal? Oh, it depends on the game. The ones that have a lot of like little pieces in it, uh, definitely horizontal. Okay. Um, if they're all in baggies and you know you don't have to worry too much about them falling over, if you got a lot of boards and stuff, vertical's fine. Because yeah. it's not going to damage them. I, I find inserts sometimes work horizontal, sometimes don't, or yeah. vertical. Uh, so they're hit and miss. I'm thinking of Caverna and like the amount of little things in that. I don't trust those boards. I mean, it's pretty full, but I don't trust them enough. I don't think I'd want to put that one on its side. Yeah, there, there's a few games that just don't go on their side because I don't want to resort it every time I open a game. Yeah. So when you're choosing which games go in your bookshelf, your kitchen cabinet, and your Calyx... You make sure you know yeah. what is inside them and how you want to store them. Exactly. And how valuable it is to have those pieces in the right spot. Yeah. How, how if the, the amount of pieces really decides how you store them. For sure. Okay. You've been listening to Board on the Air on CFCR. I'm David. And I'm Shay. Have a great night. See you later.